Hi, I'm Derek. And I'm John. And we're from Defenders TV Podcast. You're listening to the Damnation Crossover event on Into the Night, the Moon Knight Podcast. Hey guys, it's Roger Reyes here, artist of Marvel's Damnation comic book event. Welcome to the podcast crossover between Inner Demons, Sons of the Dragon, Defenders TV Podcast, and Into the Night. Every issue reviewed, all time books discussed. May all be damned. Welcome back, one and all, to another episode, a uh, supplemental episode, if you will, of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A podcast dedicated to everything Moon Knight, except not in this episode, where it's all Scarlet Spider. <laughs> We're not changing the name. I'm your first host on this web-slinging adventure, Connor. And I'm your other host, Ray. And uh, in this episode, episode 36, we are continuing our Damnation podcast crossover event. And we will be looking at Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider number 16. Um, Yes, so grab your issues out, sit back, relax, and get your conchu on. Yes, thank you for joining us once again with uh, episode turnover. Who knows how uh, long it'll be since the last episode that you were getting this into your ears. It'll at least be less than a week. Because yes, we were graced with uh, not one, but two issues to review this week. And uh, we like to give them a nice length of time. So if you were joining us and haven't checked out the last episode, we had a great uh, panel of uh, Ray, um, Rebecca, Mm -hmm. and... Chad from uh, the Moon Knight Core page. Yes. And they uh, delved into the latest news and a review of the latest issue of the Beamus and Burroughs run, Moon Knight issue 193. So by all means, check that one out before you arrive here. But yes, we're covering the latest issue of the Scarlet Spider. The next part, the Damnation tie-in event that has been firing on all lenses between ourselves, Defenders TV podcast, uh, Inner Demons and Immortal Iron Fist podcast with all respective episodes coming out just firing on all cylinders so yep. we'll have links to those we'll uh, probably uh, what's the word mm, <laughs> advertise them later at the end of the show I don't know uh, and uh, yeah check out all those reviews yep and uh, look I must say it's um, as, as much fun and, and an awesome time as I had with Rebecca and Chad um, it's always it's always lovely to to have uh, the other co-host Connor Shu back with us, so glad to have you back, Connor. It's um, it's it's great. I'm raring to go for this Scarlet Spider issue 16. Um, a little bit of hesitancy in my voice in the intro there because I think I put in the note 17. Um, so just trying to correct myself, but yes, it's certainly uh, issue 16. Um, and uh, yeah, Connor, the Damnation event has been travelling along quite nicely. Um, I believe uh, Inner Demons has just dropped their episode of uh, Damnation 3. Yeah, um, which I think once again has been an event um, that has had a pretty good main event, but with some incredible tie-ins, actually. I know we've um, had the Doctor Strange ones coming out. We've uh, covered an issue of Scarlet Spider. Mm-hmm. I recently read the latest Iron Fist run, which yes. will be on Mortal Iron Fist, which was amazing. And uh, the Johnny Blaze... Um, one shot arrived this week that yeah, uh, Inner Demons will be covering, which was also just incredible. With uh, all of them receiving just such an incredible array of artists on each book, yeah, it's incredible. Oh, yeah, they um, the Inner Demons have the the privilege of reviewing the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider one shot, which uh, I I read also just um last night not long ago as well and that has beautiful art by phil noto so um a real treat to to look at that and of course look not wanting to tread on uh the inner demons guys toes um so you'll have to go check out their podcast for that review but needless to say connor i I was quite happy with with that issue as well um the tie-ins really seem to be a strength for the damnation event Sure, and I think they've honestly been the part that I've really most looked forward to. Mm. You know, yeah, for we sure. have uh, the final issue to come, but I think we've also got another four times or something just to make this event feel like we're coming to a proper exciting conclusion. 
Yeah. And um, and since in episode 35, which was uh, just recently released, we kind of went through our, um, our Moon Knight news and such with Rebecca and Chad. Uh, Connor, we, um, we just have over the moon so we can we can take our sweet time to to review this little this little <laughs> chestnut here which is scarlet spider 16 hell yeah another another one after our uh, let's say our uh, surprisingly loved review of the last issue from a lot of uh newcomers or recently converted to the run so now we've uh so this is uh, our second part after a little bit of a nice setup for in the previous issue and now we've got this uh whole new issue with plenty of its own plot twist that we haven't seen in the main story yeah and and look before we get into it i um i might just also add as well and it was touched upon with the moon knight issue that came out uh, issue 193 it seems to be a um a a trend at the moment or there's always been a trend i guess connor of of the the covers to these comic book issues not necessarily reflecting what is actually inside the book <laughs> i mean so it's very much so with the scarlet spider as well uh, over here with the front cover um but before we get into that i guess um i think it's time connor to go over the moon <laughs> So I guess I shall leave the charge with the bare bones this week. We have no guest narrator, just uh, my sad, sorry voice from uh, oh, returning sure the, from the other void. I'm sure the loonies so, would love to hear it, Connor. Oh, I've got it every week. <laughs> I need the spice. Spice of life. But yes, I suppose I'll just crack up. Yeah, crack straight into this. He's a saying. Mm-hmm. I do know that. With Ben Riley, The Scarlet Spider, Volume 1, Issue 16, released the 28th of March, 2018, with uh, writer Peter David, artist Will Sliney, colorist Rochelle Rosenberg, letterer VCs Joe Carmagnum, I don't know, <laughs> and editor uh, Devin Lewis. The Midnight Suns are joined by the Scarlet Spider as they battle the demonized Avengers, all at the hands of Mephisto. It's Wong who leads the likes of Elsa Bloodstone, Blade, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Man-Thing, and Brother Voodoo. As much as they need help from Ghost Rider, the Ghost Rider Avengers, Scarlet Spider is needed elsewhere. Wong directs the Scarlet Spider to take care of the demons running amok in Las Vegas, and to prevent any demons from reaching the Hotel Inferno. As the Midnight Suns battle to stave off the Demon Avengers, Scarlet Spider is needed to keep the coast clear. It isn't as easy as it sounds, however, as Ben Riley has problems distinguishing demons from normal folk. His once trusty spider sense fails to detect any danger, and it's only from his own superhuman reflexes that the Scarlet Spider is able to avoid the demon's clutches. At first he is greeted by a pair of police officers who ask if Scarlet Spider requires any assistance. In the blink of the eye, they reveal to be possessed and attack Ben Riley. A healthy dose of webbing settles the score, and before long, they held safely within the boot of their police car. Oh, uh, bloody page. Immediately after a desperate band of folk approached Scarlet Spider, having seen his encounter with the cops. Before Bren Lyley can explain, they too turn out to be demons. The yuppie joggers, hipsters, and couple all unsheathe their knives and launch into the fray. Elsewhere within Mercury Towers, Slade tries to calm the agitated crowd kept inside the casino. The doors to Mercury Towers are strengthened and are able to keep the demons out for now. Jezebel, the small girl whom Scarlet Spider previously encountered, manages to slip outside and astonishingly, she scares off all the demons who see her. The mystery of Jezebel thickens, further as she is seen entering a house on the outskirts of Las Vegas. As she enters through the front door, the whole house appears to disappear into a black hole beneath. Back in the city, Ben Riley is still having a hard time distinguishing between local resident and demon foe. Having dispatched the wave of possessed civilians, Ben Riley encounters a man who claims to have lost his wife and daughter. Not to be fooled again, Ben, ben Riley rips the summons from the man's face on the revealed deep bloodshot eyes. Convinced he too is a demon, Riley beats on the man and has the man and has the man beat on himself too. His wife and daughter arrive and stop the fight. The man is not possessed, and his demon eyes are merely due to an inflammation of the middle layer, or uvitis as it's clinically known. 
The Scarlet Spider tried to apologize for his mistake, the small family leaving a huff. A little girl kicking Ben Riley in the shin as a party shot. Shortly after his minor, minor bungle, none other than Mephisto appears behind the Scarlet Spider and voices interested in Riley's damaged soul, and highlighting the fact that Riley can't seem to tell the difference between friend, friend and foe. He transports both of them away from the city and onto the peak of Devil's Tower, part of Bear Lodge Mountains in northeast Wyoming. Mephisto offers to help the Scarlet Spider. He can purify his soul, as well as return Aunt June and cure Abigail, the little girl Riley promised to help. Mephisto can do all this for Ben Riley, if only he agrees to join Mephisto. As deals with the devil go, Scarlet Spider agrees and shakes on it. Dun dun dun! Yeah, that's a great ending. Um, and thanks, Connor, for, for that bare bones. Uh, yeah, a very entertaining tie-in and uh, and uh, evidence again that the tie-ins are quite strong and and quite standalone from the the core event. So so this one, Connor, um, is is pretty independent from what's happening in the core core books. Yeah, and fairly important as well. Like. I'm sure, like, I mean, I imagine this uh, deal with the devil will be fairly important to Damnation issue four, you know, the big conclusion, so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, almost necessary, almost, yeah, necessary reading to really get the full scale of everything you're about to deal with. Yeah, I mean, for sure, there is a, the big, the big game changer is this thing that Scarlet Spider has made a deal with Mephisto. So, um, this actually got me quite intrigued and uh, kind of left wondering what's going to happen next. We've got one more um, issue of Damnation, uh, the core books, and we have one more Scarlet Spider to, to wrap things up. So, uh, yeah, interesting times ahead. Um, also, Connor, did you like my... I did a bit of research there. I actually I located where Devil's Tower was, being <laughs> a, a mere Aussie. <laughs> I uh, thought I'd just Wikipedia it. So, uh, yeah, in Wyoming somewhere and part of the, the Bear Lodge mountain range. Um, just to give it a bit of context there. Uh, but I guess before we get into it, Connor, um, first off, overall impressions. What did you think of this issue, issue 16? Yeah, a very strong issue. Once again, I think it's um, it's kind of a nice mix of action and writing where I feel, you know, once again, this this the conversations had between, um, you know, what's, what do they say? You know, like damaged souls? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn souls. Damn souls and uh, the... Uh, you know, evil beings that rise above and really sort of shine through. We saw last uh, last issue, the big highlight was the talk between uh, Ben and um, Jezebel, and this issue, I think, really sort of stuck the landing in the second half and made this issue pretty great with the, the conversation with Mephisto. Yeah, I, um, yep, I, I, I enjoyed this issue as well. I thought it was great. I think it added, again, I mean, I can't hark on it enough. It, it, it again adds... Um, a bit more to the overall story with um, what we mentioned before with uh, Ben Riley and Mephisto, but also uh, Peter David manages to flesh out Jezebel a bit more. And um, I'm not sure, Connor, as well, if uh, that is also in aid of um, the overall or or continual arc in the Scarlet Spider or not. But it's nice to have these other characters just on the periphery of Damnation and uh, and still tied to it. I mean, like, the big reveal here for me, for Jezebel, was that she obviously, um, she's feared amongst demons, which I, I guess we'll get into. But, uh, yeah, I, I um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Had had a nice mix of, uh, of uh, action, as you say. And, um, and I am a bit of a fan of the art, so I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. So I suppose there's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, as uh, Ray brought up the uh, sort of as after hearing the bare bones and seeing the cover, that there there's a few absences on that cover. I yeah. got really excited seeing Kane on there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome seeing him here. And yet, I know it, it's uh, and very misleading. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're right, Kane, who is not seen at all in the issue. Um, but you see, um, like Wong and Ben Riley fighting, you know, back to back against a horde of demons, which again. We see in the first couple of pages that Wong stays with the Midnight Suns and deals with the Avengers, while it's pretty much a standalone 
um, issue with Scarlet Spider. So yeah, it's um, covers seem to be blatantly misleading these days. But uh, hey, look, it was a it was a pretty cool cover art um, as cover arts go. And uh, yeah, um, before we get into the aspects, Connor, I I just want to um, I guess drop. We're on our Moon Knight watch and um, and Mooney. After all, we are doing ITK podcast. Um, Mooney is all in but one panel, I think, in this whole book. So, um, you know, rightly so, it is a Scarlet Spider book, but uh, we get an obligatory Mooney shot there. Yeah, he's uh, scowling a bit as we see him running all into the fray. He's uh, kind of bang center in the middle with a man thing. Yep. Pretty yep. nice uh, Pretty nice um, art, though. You can yeah. he really went... Uh, Went to it when it came to the really defined lines and the mask clinging to the suit, which is a pretty cool look and idea. Yeah, I, I think definitely, I hate to say it, but uh, Will Sliney draws Moon Knight way better than um, Kodransky, I think, in the core books at the moment. Yeah. So um, although it's only one little panel, it is good to see him look proper. And his look, his moon crescent on his forehead is is the right way. So <laughs> uh, attention to detail is... is um, is highly important. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, Connor, do you want to crack open a uh, an aspect then? What What are the what's as- What's one of the first things that kind of stood out for you in this issue? Well, I suppose um, we almost have sort of two, you know, an aspect each that covers the first and second half. So I'll kick mm-hmm. off the first half and leading from Will Sliney that this uh, very much first half of this is an action orientated uh, yeah. issue. First half is a uh, his instructions to go lead the charge outside and uh, get the beat down, mm-hmm. uh, full of quips and gunfire and some really fun web slinging. I thought it was, um, yeah, I think, you know, I wasn't the uh, last issue. Uh, last issue, the art didn't quite do it for me as mm-hmm. much as I, you know, knew it was good. But this issue, I really, I really loved it. I think um, there was some really, the uh, really nice clean artwork with the really strong inks. Yeah. A lot of uh, solid action and movement between each panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very kinetic, I think. And you've got a great note on one of the other strong points of uh, why this issue works, uh, why this action works so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, the action's great, isn't it? And and rightly say it's just non-stop. Um, and what I want to point out with with the action is that um, it kind of uh, it kind of uh, Oh, sorry, I lost my lost my train, my train of thought there. Oh yeah, Wong kind of um, places a lot of trust in the Scarlet Spider, um, in the fact that sure the Midnight Suns are fighting uh, the Avengers, which you don't see except for you know a few panels in this book, but Wong Wong actually sends Ben Riley out to tackle all the demons. So fair enough, the Avengers are dangerous. You know, there's a fair few of them there, and they're all um, Ghost Riders. But uh, Scarlet Spider has—he uh, hasn't got his—you know—he's got his work cut out for him. And um, not only do we see, you know, briefly in the first couple of pages, the nice splash page to begin with, of the Midnight Suns fighting the Ghost Rider Avengers, but we get a fair few battles that Scarlet Spider has to contend with. You know, albeit successful or not. Um, and yeah, it's—it's um, it's great to see. I think. Uh, it's great to see him in action, um, not using his artillery or his arsenal as much as I, I would have thought, but he still looks pretty cool in it, though, doesn't he? Yeah, it's sort of still kind of a, you know, still sort of a hero side. He's not ready to just shoot at civilians mm. helplessly. Yeah. He's still relying on those web swinging tactics. Yeah. yeah. Um, solid quips as well, as always. It's a good... Uh, Spider-Man book should deliver as well. I think that was uh, tempered really nicely through the action. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, there was a, a, a good slab of humour in this. Um, in particular, look, if we talk about fight scenes, the one with, um, with is it Jimmy, who has a uvitis? Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I loved how he made him punch himself and uh, him calling out on it, you know, uh, stop, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. Um, I think that little run of panels right in the middle by Sliney um, was really neatly done, you know, um, just just small, um, identical panels, and you get the sense of um, of poor Jimmy just whacking himself. Yeah, and I just love as well the way 
the web works on those pages as well, and um, mm-hmm. just a few others. The way they like to position it, coming off screen is almost we're almost pitching it yeah, from nice. the first person coming, uh, firing from the uh, canisters straight straight at them. Yeah, and we just see some really just really strong web slinging, which I always appreciate. I'm a big uh, webhead, and yeah. I think uh, web slinging yeah, is yeah. just what you got to get right. Nice, uh, nice webs. Yeah, well detailed. What a whips and. Uh, well, he certainly uses his webs a lot, especially here as, as well. You know, he starts off with um, with webbing, um, like, just the underpass of, um, you know, to stop the, the demon horde just going through. And uh, so he must go through a fair few canisters there, and he tries to contain the demonised locals. Um, and then as you go ahead, as he comes up to the, the demon cops, he, he webs them, as you say, in the face, uh, and then he... He webs them again um, and puts them in the boot, uh, and then the, the group of, uh, of you know disparate civilians again. He webs them all as well. So um, it's good. It's good to see that. I mean, previously Scarlet Spider was um, a bit morally iffy. You know, I mean, this is certainly in the the beginning of his um, of the volume. Um, what I've read just recently, uh, as I mentioned, I think last time we discussed it. Uh, in one of the first issues, he shoots a mugger in the in the kneecaps because you know, just because the the mugger deserves it, um, he claims. Uh, now he's not obviously going for the kill, which is good. And I wonder if that's uh, a development that he's um, that he's gone through um, throughout the the more recent issues of Scarlet Spider. Because I haven't read that. Have you Have you read um, like issue thirteen onwards or, or twelve onwards, Connor? Yeah, yeah, I yeah? have. Um, yeah. This- that's definitely always been like a core principle of his uh, right. character. You know, something he's always struggled with. What we see um, Mephisto talking about at the end, you know, that constant, yes, you know, inner fighting between almost like something pulling him towards, you know, the violence of a villain or the heroic actions. Yeah, and it's a it's a great way of um, incorporating. So this is obviously the the grand plan of Peter David, I think, because um, you see it throughout the run. Um, this this morally ambiguous kind of hero. Um, and yeah, you, you kind of you kind of see it through the run, and I like it how they've incorporated this idea with Damnation and with the demons and with Mephisto, and now Mephisto potentially um, kind of swaying the Scarlet Spider to join his forces. Uh, so look, out of out of all the Midnight Suns as well, he's he's pretty his power set is pretty high. I mean, any Spider hero is a, is a pretty powerful. Uh, uh, hero in their own right so to, for Mephisto to have the Scarlet Spider on his side I mean that's well actually having said that he's already got Doctor Strange on his side doesn't he so he's got he's got all the big hitters <laughs> it's going to be pretty yeah, hard he's... yeah plus you know most of the civilians of uh, Las Vegas not yeah. doing too bad for himself yeah so he's got he's building his army so um yeah very interesting stuff um look off the back of um the action-oriented first half. Um, I mean, I guess all these aspects do kind of meld in, Connor. Um, the uh, the first aspect I put was the the, and I think the main thing was the differentiation between good and evil, and um, and this was shown most blatantly, I think, in this issue, uh, especially with um, the old one-two punch of of. Um, Scarlet Spider first meeting up cops who he gets fooled. Uh, he thinks that they're good, but they turn out to be demons. Then he meets a group of people. Again, he gives them the benefit of the doubt, but they turn out to be demons. And then the third run with Jimmy, looks like a biker or a hippie, he said, uh-uh, I'm not going to get fooled here. And he mistakenly um, assumes that he's a demon. So, you know, that old kind of um, trope of the third one um, kind of going against you. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think this this thing of of Ben Riley not being able to differentiate or use his spider sense um, really does accentuate how his soul, I think, is in jeopardy. I mean, I was reading the early issues on, and um, I don't know if you remember, Connor, he has a meeting with um, with Death. Um, she was uh, Marlowe Chandler, in, in the guise of Marlowe Chandler. This was in, I think, in the second volume. And uh, and death shows him his soul, and like he, 
he and Death go to, you know, I don't know, the limbo or, or wherever all the souls are kept and they're all kind of like big pearls and they come flying out and around. They look really beautiful. And Death, um, she reaches into his chest and she pulls out his like pearl or his soul and it's cracked and black. Do you remember that, Connor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and anyway, that I thought was a really great um, symbol of like how, how much in trouble Scarlet Spider is with his soul, you know, so he's really teetering on the edge. And um, I think Mephisto is making the most of this and he's going for the low-hanging fruit, i.e. Scarlet Spider. Yeah, and I think just on that point of the, uh, you know, the cracked soul, I think what the uh, Immortal Iron Fist uh, lovely peeps over there are going to be talking about as well is, you know, the talk about, you know, how is Iron Fist damned and that issue mm. work to sort of prove that as well this issue work to do the same thing you know mm. almost proving why these characters are damned and their decisions and mm. you know it's just that's the good thing about the times that you know we do have peter david writing these times as well you know he's able to do everything with it he, that he's done in the series before and make this a natural progression yeah of the series and then you know solicitations also show how it builds from this event as well which just mm-hmm really good yeah look i think yeah you're right as well um we have to remember that all the other midnight suns are in essence all damned as well and you do see that with iron fist as you say which um will be covered yet in sons of the dragon but also in johnny blaze ghost rider so um look spoilers here if you haven't read damnation 3 and um strongly urge that you do and and also listen to the inner demons podcast review on it but um what happens at oh, actually was it at the end of three or two when um when Mephisto pushes Johnny Blaze? Out that's of, three. That's three. Yeah, and so anyway, in in um in Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider the one shot, we see what happens when Johnny Blaze, um, in effect, just dies, and uh, again his soul is damned. So he, you know, he's not dead and buried yet, and he goes through his own journey. So we start seeing all the characters um, going through their own own journey it's a pity that we don't have moon knight in there as well if only um but you know having said that i'm glad that um bemis is still doing what he does um but yeah they're all they're all damaged souls aren't they so um yeah so yeah i guess um i'll lead on with oh am i sneezing let's find out (laughs) oh not quite um my third aspect which was uh probably what made this issue so great in the second half and just kind of works so well with pacing an issue is the real mind games that set up, you know. Mm-hmm. This issue, like, so quickly managed to establish his rules and then just pull them apart as we see the webs disappear. We see, like... Oh, yes, yes. The rules with the way he faces his spidey sense and the civilians and seeing that obviously torn apart by the, um... With, a uh, poor Jimmy. Yes. And... And just all that and seeing the Mephisto reveal at the end there, that obviously he'd been doing all of this was just such a fantastic way of pacing an issue and just sort of, just making, just sort of, you know, really pulling, uh, you know, the reader along with at this, uh, at this pace without sort of giving away too much or making it just feel like an outsider. Like you do really feel in these, uh, you know, as we see him face off and things change and the webs disappear and, the you know, mm-hmm. the constant reveals of demons just made me feel so much more engaged. And then as we went into the um, final bit with the fantastic, like, conversation with Mephisto, we had this build-up, we had, you know, just what Mephisto had, was doing to uh, Ben to get him to the point where he could uh, so easily, you know, pull Ben to his side was just just fantastic. And both, you know... Shows like Peter David is a great writer. Shows uh, Ben Riley is a super flawed individual, and Mephisto is this you know sort of reality bending mm-hmm. you know master, like a super villain. Yeah, I oh, know for sure. And actually, one thing that you you've reminded me, Connor, as well is um, with the mind games, with the spider sense. So how does this how does this work? Because um, what was it? I think was it Damnation Two or actually Scarlet Spider Fifteen? 
Ben Riley mentioned that his spider sense actually was drawing him towards the Ghost Rider Avengers. You know how we kind of used it to track them, to find out where they were? Um, And in this issue, we see his spider sense kind of not really helping him at all, not not showing him where any of the danger is. Um, I wonder if that has anything to do, I, I don't know, with with the mind games or his um, his soul itself, or uh, I guess the reason why his spider sense isn't working properly. Because it seemed to work against the Ghost Rider Avengers, but in this issue, it, it clearly doesn't work. And uh, I'm not sure what outside forces have, um, you know, are responsible for that yeah and even that makes me wonder whether that was mephisto tampering with him as well to lead him towards the ghost rider avengers which would lead to this which would lead to him selling his soul to the devil like almost like the first yeah pawns being lost yeah so um yeah very interesting sorry i suppose that's also um pulled on something that spider-man history has always played with you know almost in every era of marvel history there's been you know all these inklings that possibly the spider sense and the spider bite has always been some sort of mystical power like that oh yeah of the there was that that ancient spider or something that's yeah in the in the web of the cosmos or something i <laughs> i'm not really yeah. up to date with it but I, I do remember that from spider verse um yeah 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 and there was stuff in the jms spider run and before that and right. like in the darn web that always existed um yeah so yeah I, you know it just it just kind of works there as well with this um mm-hmm. drawing of mephisto on the way he's so easily able to tamper with basically his domain in las vegas yeah yeah it's quite interesting i um I mean, and that kind of leads into, I guess, the the second aspect. I think the second big, big thing of this issue for me, and that obviously was um, was the second half, like the or the the final act of this issue with um, Scarlet Spider and Mephisto, and Mephisto trying to coax Ben Riley to come to the dark side. Uh, we first get a vision of uh, Mephisto there leaning up against a street lamp. Uh, he's all in white. Um, again, we see a different version of Mephisto. Kind of every single issue has been different, um, which I think may be a conscious thing from the editors. I guess as the devil, you, you know, he can appear in many guises. I guess that's the thing. Um, but he's looking a bit more classic, uh, except for the the, um, the stark white outfit. And any connection to Moon Knight there, Connor? You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Just such a such a fan of his uh, fashion. <laughs> that's it. Making it his own line. <laughs> but uh yeah I, I found this um quite intriguing and and as we've kind of covered before this um this big thing about mephisto um highlighting to ben that uh even ben himself doesn't know what's good or bad or what's right or wrong um and mephisto saying that since you know he deals with souls he can actually purify ben's soul so if you imagine again that cracked black orb he can actually turn that back to a, a shiny you know pearl-like um clean soul so he's offering that but we all know and i and i'm sure kind of you thought this as well when you read it we all know you cannot trust or you never make deals with the devil (laughs) so while while mephisto was spouting all this you know i can bring back june i can save abigail they all sound so enticing don't they and and for ben riley i'm sure they are and to purify his soul but you just know this is not, I mean, he's going to ask something big of you. So, um, and in true Ben Riley unhinged fashion, uh, he accepts it. So um, we'll have to see how it, how it goes from there. But um, what, do you, what do you reckon, Connor? Do you think the Scarlet Spider has something up his sleeve? Do you think he is going into this uh, with a plan? Or do you think he generally buys into Mephisto's um, sweet-talking? Yeah, I really don't know, and I suppose that's what makes it, you know, so exciting. Mm. Um, just as it like a good cliffhanger, because, you know, obviously, Ben isn't dumb. He's not. No. Um, yeah, he's, like he, I think he, he's basically dealt with the devil and death many times over, basically. Mm. But you know, also as well, this issue sort of goes to prove that he's is at his wit's end. If once again, he isn't entirely there he's he's made mistakes he's you know he's bottom of the barrel mm. not even sure as he's and sort of 
maybe Mephisto really did get him as his most desperate time to, you know, with the Aunt June gone and the mm. fate of Abigail and being dealt with with Jezebel. Like, maybe it, it's true and it's just he was that desperate to say yes. We don't know. And um, again, because I've only just been reading the, the volume two of The Scarlet Spider when he meets up with Death, she does point out that he is quite unique. Um, you, you know, many characters and I think many you know, heroes and villains come back from the dead all the time in the in the Marvel Universe. But Death points out to him that he is quite distinct because he's come back the most times or, like, his soul has been recycled so many times. And uh, it's just that kind of uniqueness, I think, which kind of sets him apart from when Mephisto offers him this deal. So I, I guess that would be weighing in his mind, um, you know, that he in order for his soul to be to be healed or whatever, he, he really needs something big to happen. And, um, yeah, I guess Mephisto dealing with souls, he's just the guy to do it. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Um, we'll, we'll see. He's got the stranglehold on a lot of heroes now as well, doesn't he, Connor? He's got, he's got Doctor Strange on the ropes. Um, you know, he... Oh, I can't even say what he's got Iron Fist under, but... Um, he, he sent Iron Fist somewhere. And uh, hang on, how did... I'm just trying to think, how did Iron Fist... Oh, he got Penance Stare. Penance Stare, that's right. Yes, with, right. And then kind of got awoken somewhere else. Right. In an entire, like, different part of Vegas. Okay, so it wasn't directly Mephisto. But, you know, um, yeah, he, he's um, he's really getting to yes. all these... Here, and, he, and he got the Avengers pretty easily, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a, a pretty bad dude. Um, how about your your other as? Have we covered your aspects? Oh, we have. Uh, we have indeed the mind games. Oh, the mind games. So all four of them. So there you go. Um, Looney's the the big the big issues of um, of this issue. It kind of flew by this issue. Kind of. I don't know about you, but I really do. Um, you know, despite what happens outside in the real world and and stuff, I, I actually I really do like Peter David's writing. I think it's quite it's quite easy to read and it flows so well. Um, yeah, I don't. Do you get the sense of that as well? I um yeah, actually I do. Like I, I mean, yeah, there's been some stuff with Peter Davis. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure where I'm qualified no. to like cover, but you know, I have been a fan of this past. He did mm. do, you know, he basically wrote the most defining X Factor run. Yeah, yeah. That you know is just. And uh, the, absolute quality. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk was one of my favourite runs in the nineties yeah. with Peter David. Um, he, he just tends to be um, one of the older guard of writers, I think, in Marvel at the moment. That um, that is still enjoyable. I mean, I guess it's all down to taste. But I'm thinking of um, the more recent Chris Claremont um, stories. I remember collecting the Nightcrawler limited series with Chris Claremont and I was a, a little disappointed in that um, yeah but uh, Jerry Conway's been okay as well I read um, Carnage with Jerry Conway and Mike oh, Perkins no, yeah. that was okay actually that was that was good um, but Peter David I don't know just really easy to read it's um, yeah so I don't know I found it found it quite easy to read yeah I think he sort of found that his niche that way you know this this run of, you know, Ben Riley isn't, you know, receiving accolades, but at the same time, it also, you know, it makes itself an enjoyable, like, easy-to-fly-through read mm. as well. That, you know, has I mean, captured us, yeah. ourselves, Rebecca. Exactly. I mean, his voice... And, you know, ma- yeah. Ooh, sorry. sorry, I was about to say, his voices as well for characters are really good, I think, and really well-defined. I mean, it's 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 um, not hard to, I guess, distinguish Ben Riley from the other characters, but... You know, if you you read how Mephisto talks to to Ben Riley and Ben Riley as well, and even the little girl, um, you, you know, he's got. I think he's got a good grasp of um, distinguishing voices, which I think makes a you know goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I forgot my point actually. Never mind. <laughs> um, have we got any notes here, Connor? Any notes for this episode? I um or this issue, um. I'll kick off with one. I do like the reference to Venom. Um, I'm not sure if you yeah you saw that as well. Um, let me try and find the page. He talks about um, oh geez, it looks like you know everyone these days has a, a Venom symbiote. 
um, attached to them. And uh, obviously, surely that's got to be a little dig at the the sheer popularity of Venom and all the offshoots of characters now that has come from Venom. Um, where is that page? He is... Uh, Oh, I can't find it immediately, no. But yeah, I do like that little reference. Um, yeah. Also, the other notes I had was um, Jezebel. Um, actually, Connor, I'd like to know in the more recent runs, uh, more recent issues of Scarlet Spider, without, I guess, giving away too much if you can, but Jezebel, um, has her plot development or her character development um, been revealed in any sense, or is this a big reveal of her scaring the demons here? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, she definitely, she's, you know, she definitely made her appearance last issue. Um, yeah. she's definitely tied into story threads, like there was, um, yeah. oh, I forget the big, like, shady organisation running through this issue, but, you know, she had ties to that in the last issue, but this was her first appearance. I remember, um, um, Tommy, yes. actually, I believe, found yeah. that she was um, Mephisto's daughter, possibly. Yeah. Name, possibly recognised that. But yeah, no, this is totally new stuff. Um, right. So it hasn't been revealed yet. Um, it hadn't been revealed in, like, between issues 11 till... No. No, okay. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, Tommy, you know, the man on us, our, our man on the streets, he's, uh, he's obviously... He's picked it like a dirty nose there. He, um, uh, she's definitely got some sort of connection with the demons. Um, but, yeah, uh, I thought that was good. That actually surprised me because not having read, you know, issues 11 onwards of um, Scarlet Spider um, and, you know, knowing that, you know, she's part of that consortium or something, um, but she definitely has sway with the, um, uh, the demons, you know, uh, the evil, evil side of of the world, I guess. Um, yeah, look, the other the other note I had here kind of was more to do with the art, and uh, I, I don't think I've noticed it more so in any other book than in Scarlet Spider. And it's the um, the depth of field that they use in, um, I guess, in the artwork with the backgrounds. You know how they kind of blur it out as to give you that sense of depth? It's, it's used constantly in, um, in Scarlet Spider, and I, I kind of like it. I mean, I really do. I think it it really adds to it, um, but it's it's just used so much um, in here. Uh, not to say that it's overused, but it's just so apparent. Um, do you know any other comics that use it so readily? Or no, I don't actually. Um, can't, yeah, I can't say it at all, really. Hmm. Um, yeah, it seems something very deliberate, like a films, you know constant use of uh, slow-mo mm. matrix matrix almost but yeah it seems like a definite thing with uh possibly the web slinging here really really accentuates that from page to page yeah oh yeah and yeah i think some yeah some panels definitely do it better than uh, others there's some um some really nice ones i think the top of page eight has a really nice shot of uh that really works well with the depth of field of spidey moving around but sometimes you know oh, yeah. it's almost so overused it's sort of just becomes normal again yeah 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 I, i'm um I, I do love it but i can I totally see what you mean um when it's used so much i can't help but think that um it's like will sliney just layering the the drawings on each other you know um i mean like so when you have that shot of uh what are the two joggers there's a yuppie and there's uh, two guys standing there i don't know they almost seem like cutouts um because of the blurred background uh and then you see it again with scarlet spider on the panel below um yeah, yeah really good i think but just just quite noticeable that's all yeah totally which you know either works for you or won't yeah yeah true and um and you've got one there con what's that abs Abs, mate. Abs. abs. Oh, <laughs> top of page eight, mate. Wuslani <laughs> goes to town. Ah, uh, um, yes, he does. So, yeah, so comicsology, top of page eight. Which, if um, you're not including the cover and the recap page, would technically be mm-hmm. page six. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, yes. Page eight. Yeah. Sorry, Just I thought that, uh, I thought it was a medical term or something. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really, you really see that? Uh, 
<laughs> the good old six pack. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Scarlet Spider. He's um with his I don't know the Spider formula or his clone ness. He's uh he, he's pretty cut as well. Um, but yeah, he's um he's you know keeping in shape, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay. So those those are the notes. Um, just quickly flicking through here. Any any other further? Uh, I guess. I guess that one page as well, again in Comixology, if you look at page 19, it's um, just furthering Jezebel's story. Uh, she goes and knocks on a door, she goes in and, and the whole house just disappears. Um, I guess, Connor, is that is that just a, just a seed to, to plant? Yes, yeah. plant the seed. I think they did actually weave um, her narrative quite well, uh, like paced mm. and felt cut in like a bad ad or something, just felt you know, nice and natural Yeah, with the with story progression. Um, I want to give a special mention. Kind of didn't have quite the aspect on it, but I just found that the writing between um, Mephisto and Scarlet Spider at the end there, as he makes the deal, just really, oh, yes. really strong and fun. You yeah. know, Ben Riley you're seeing a really conflicted character with uh, Mephisto, just sort of this really, just a villain hamming it up with his, uh, mm. you know, his fashion, his flavor. Yeah you know everything it just worked really well it's just a lot of fun like um yeah yeah just sort of makes it a strong fun issue and, and it's really concise isn't it again like going back to peter david's writing uh you know in no means uh is it like a really um text heavy kind of um dialogue of mephisto uh it, it kind of really sums up things really succinctly i thought um yeah so yeah props to to Peter David for the writing. Uh, look, another little note I've just got here again. Uh, again, if you have your comicsology, um, just page twenty. Um, despite what I said before, look, Ben Riley does manage to use his guns finally, but um, it gets turned into a cocktail glass by Mephisto. So <laughs> uh, all that kind of gearing up by the gun shop, gun shop owner and you know getting his gear and and doing all that it's all for naught when it comes up to when he comes up to Mephisto and just with a wave of his fingers um he can stop all the bullets and uh yeah he can just turn guns into to cocktail glasses so yeah just a little little um nod there to you know to his weaponry I guess yeah yeah alrighty well having said that Connor and um I think I mentioned this in episode 35 as well. What I plan to do is to, um, from now on, and to gradually go back, and uh, what I'll do with our WordPress blog site as well, I'll actually add our Crescent Art ratings um, at the bottom. Oh, awesome. Yeah, just so anyone who is, uh, who's reading, you know, who comes across the blog and, and reads the bare bones um, can get a sense of, you know, what, what we gave it Um and hopefully still listen to the podcast as, as well. But yeah, I thought that would be a nice touch. So having said that, Connor, um, looking at issue 16 of Damnation um, in Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider, what would you give this? Um, I think I'd give it a uh, solid uh, 3.5 out of 5 Crescent Darts. Um, yeah. I think, you know, just a really fun, solid issue. Good pacing, good action, good, uh, some nice writing. I think it just... Uh, worked well with furthering this tie-in, planting the seed further for both the event and, you know, later on, I think, you know, I think it's almost like comparing it to an issue of something like Black Bolt, you mm -hmm. know, which has its main story and something like, obviously it doesn't quite compare, but doing what you can with the tie-in, making it fun, you know, once again, furthering the plot, good pacing, I think it just, it really sticks out as a strong, solid issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, look, I'll give it... I'll give it three point five abs, Connor. I think. Uh, ah, very nice. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it's the full six pack there. Full six. Right, <laughs> um, yeah, look, I I um I hear you as well with what you say. Uh, I I really enjoyed this issue as well. Not a standout, you know. So it's not up there. Again, my yardstick is like some of the Lumi issues for Moon Knight. It's 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 nowhere kind of near that, but it's enjoyable. Like it was an easy read. It actually adds. To me, it adds a bit more to the, the damnation event, um, other than you know just a lot of uh, just a lot of fluff. Um, I, I don't I don't want to be disparaging of, of it, but like 
sometimes I get the sense of that sometimes with the with the core books I think it I think it's kind of padded out um, with this there's a distinct idea here look the main idea was Ben Riley's conflicting ideas of good and evil and and Mephisto using that and very simple idea but um, it was it was told and elaborated in a very cool way by by Peter David by seeing him interact with the um, with the civilians by within the first or second page Wong telling him and explaining to the readers look don't hang around with the uh, Midnight Suns you know go do this so the pace and the beats of it I think moved along really well um, but having said that as well you know I wouldn't give it a four and a half because it's not you know it, it's not like something that I'll be thinking about for the next few days um, but mm. yeah but it's still a, a very decent issue so so three and a half I think three and a half abs or crescent darts for that one <laughs> um right o'connor so that was our um our review of i do believe it's like part i think it's part eight of our damnation crossover event um we also have some feedback from um oh, yes. some of our loonies so oh look look i'll take the short one how about i give you the i'll give you the, the long ones yeah <laughs> all right cool cool so our first bit of feedback is from derek who um is also one of the hosts of defenders tv podcast and he writes really enjoy this issue i must say we get one more before damnation issue four um though so i'm wondering if these events will play directly into that or will it be resolved next issue that is a a very a very thoughtful question there, Connor. What do you reckon? Do you think it will be furthered in Damnation 4, or do you think it's still a standalone and it will just be dealt with in issue 17? Yeah, I suppose that all relies on whether that deal with the devil actually goes through, whether in mm. the in the next issue of Scarlet Spider, it's kind of like a heart psych sort of thing, or maybe he really does, you know, become another, another one of Mephisto's goons that we see face off in the conclusion of... Um, uh, damnation four mm, yeah it's uh it is hard to i mean because they do seem to run very independently of, of one another um i'm just thinking damnation three we see mephisto with his hands full with uh with the ghost rider johnny blaze so you know i'm sure he's a he is you know a powerful being he can do i'm sure he can multitask but um yeah for me Dam- damnation four seems to be centered more on i guess uh, the Midnight Suns. Um, so I, yeah, I'll probably say it kind of resolved in issue seventeen. Um, I, I hope to actually see a bit of it referred to at least in Damnation Four. That would just give the tie-ins a bit more, a bit more weight and and connected a bit more to the core books. But um, we'll have to just wait and see. Yes, indeed. And I suppose that uh, leads us into Logan Ryan Simmons' high praise, uh, calling his. Probably my second favorite mm. tie-in, right behind the most recent Doctor Strange, three eighty-seven, which has been stellar. Cool. Comment there. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought that uh, Mephisto and our old MK had the same fashion sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he says, I legitimately think that they put um, Mephisto in white for a story reason, though. Mm-hmm. He's uh, placating and appeasing to Scarlet's sensibilities. In Scarlet Head, he wants there to be a clear cut and defined evil versus good, black versus white, without any room for the grey. Though Mephisto, uh, therefore Mephisto and all white. I love it. That is a fantastic sort of uh, deconstruction there. That is. I a, didn't even think about that. That is very. Yeah, that is a fantastic point. Yeah, well done, um, Logan. I think that is, and I, I, you know, I, I don't think that's an interpretation. I think that was probably a well thought out thing from Peter David and Will Sliney, and I think you've picked up on it. So, I, yeah, I, I would totally follow that. Um, Paul Ben Riley um, teetering on good or evil. Um, of course, he'd he'd want to think and be reassured that the guy that comes and says, "Look, come play for my side," um, is on the in the side of good. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and he adds as well. Also, what's with the black and white spy, Spidey purse <laughs> on the cover? I'm pretty sure he slash she doesn't even show up. Mooney does though. I believe that's three MK appearances in one week. One man. Yeah, I remember us talking about this in the lead up as we heard solicitations. Just how excited we were to see our Moon Knight boy running around. And I hope we see more sales, more excite, um, more, you know, 
trepidation for this character and the future people picking up this event, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, for sure. We spoke about this in um, just a previous episode as well. Uh, three appearances of Moon Knight, all in three distinct looks. I mean, we've got um, in this one, in Scarlet Spider 16, we have um, Mr. Knight, clearly seen. Uh, in the Daredevil, issue 600, which came out also um, by Charles Soule, we have a classic caped Moon Knight, which is probably oh, a close favourite or close second, I think, for me for this week. Yeah. And, and of course, you have, um, you have Mark Spector shown on the Isle of Ra in the Moon Knight um, issue 193, which we just covered in the last episode. So three very distinct looks of Moon Knight. Um, and uh, Connor as well, I just wanted to post to you, Chad um, came up with a very interesting theory i think he said that um with the um with moon knight 193 with the i guess the story that happened there um moon knight is kind of left with a um almost like an army or a, a cult of uh, of conchu followers and and chad was wondering hmm there's a possibility that there could be a few Moon Knights running around, and not necessarily all Mark Spector. Um, what, what do you What do you reckon of this this hot take? This hot take right off the press. I certainly hope it's a uh, it's something we might see come in uh, in the future. Um, I'd almost love for it to be something we actually see later with some kind of imitation game. Mm. You know, the classic copycat trying to take on yes. Moon Knight's reign, uh-huh. possibly even be an admiration of him, just the fun things we could uh, probably see Bemis absolutely tear our hearts with and uh, bloody it up. Yeah, yeah. look, regardless of if that was the intent for the three appearances this week, um, as you say, Connor, I, I think that would be a fun thing to do if, if Bemis chooses to go down that path of having, uh, you know, it's nothing new, we've seen it before as well, actually, I'm, I'm thinking of... Um, is it Batman, Batman Rises? We see, um, you know, we see a lot of Batman impersonators um, in the movie, and there's, you know, um, just vigilantes, real vigilantes, I guess. Um, and the same could be said here. So, uh, yeah, regardless of if that happens, if that, that happened this week, uh, yeah, I'd love to see it happen, maybe down the track for for Moon Knight. Uh, also, yeah, we covered Connor, uh, the black and red Spidey person, of course. That is Kane, as you mentioned. Um, not present, but he, he usually pops up quite a lot in Scarlet Spy, does, it, does he not? Yeah, he, um, he appeared in those issues. I believe you haven't read the uh, 13 to... No, it was 11 to 14, I don't know. Right, okay. Those exact issues. Yeah, no, he was totally great. I think Peter Dabram wrote him fantastically and super funny as well. There, there's a bit of a... I mean, like he wants to kill um, Ben Riley, right? But there's almost, there's almost like a, a brotherly a brotherly love between them, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, like, I think it sort of developed in like, recent uh, years. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, there was a lot of hatred, but, you know, in the, almost in his absence, has there been some sort of, you know, want for Kane to yeah. protect him? Okay, well, yeah, look, I'm, I'm only saying that. I may, There may have been something developed later on that I'm unaware of, but, yeah, that was the sense that I got um, reading, yeah, I think I'm up to issue eight or something, so... Um, yeah, I, I do like Kane, and it's a shame that he, he didn't appear. Um, is he still in Las Vegas as well, Connor? Or Yeah, yeah, he's been Las Vegas since the start. So what's where is he? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> oh, Kane, sorry. Yeah, Kane, uh, he's yeah. He's kind of popped in and bugged off. He's kind of an oh, okay. international man of mystery. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Because I was about to say, like, you know, if they, if they called out Scarlet Spider in Las Vegas, it would make sense to call out Kane as well. But, yeah, he might be somewhere else. Uh, okay, well, thanks for that, Loonies. Um, thanks for that feedback. As always, you can you can feel free, please, to write into us. Um, you know, in it either by email or actually, we do get a lot of interaction on our Facebook group. So um, yeah, just uh, don't be shy to to drop us a line. Tell us what you think of these issues that we we do for review. Um, Connor, what do we have next phase? Next phase, we are carrying on. Um... With uh, what has come before, we are continuing with our classic run with the Hulk Magazine Volume 1, Issue 13, The Big Black Now, uh, carrying on with our chronological saga mm-hmm. of Moon Knight appearances. 
Um, our modern run has a uh, Moon Knight Volume Five Issue Four as we continue along the absolutely uh, defining run of uh, Houston's Part Four, uh, the bottom Part Four, Interest in a Mirror, with our um, Phil. Sorry if I mispronounce your name, Perrick. Mm-hmm. From Capes and Lunatics podcast, guest narrating another part of our collective. Yes, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to that as well, Phil. Um, I know he's been raring to go as a narrator, so can't wait to hear him give those bare bones. Uh, having said that, Connor, as well, um, I guess for Spectacle, again, uh, and as you mentioned, Phil is um, Capes and Lunatics are part of the collective, uh, as, as are we. And um, and the other podcasts from the Damnation podcast crossover event. So the likes of uh, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, uh, Defenders TV podcast, and Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast. Um, they're all part of the collective, and uh, and it's just a repository to actually just share and bounce ideas off each other. Um, you know, just a bit of networking. But they they're also they also do such great podcasts in their own right as well. So. Uh, if you if you love following character based podcasts or comic podcasts, um, please check out any of the members of the collective. They're they're really good, um, a good bunch of people as well. Um, having said that, Connor as well also um, being part of the Damnation crossover. Um, just a reminder, I guess, what are the other parts in and around this this coverage of um, Scarlet Spider sixteen? As we've uh, followed on from our coverage of Damnation, we have uh, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Lionfist podcast, with our, with our, let's say, part-time uh, mm-hmm. Priest of Conchu, uh, Way of the Dragon, I also she follows, uh, Rebecca, <laughs> joining, the, uh, joining the boys on the Immortal Lionfist uh, Sons of the Dragon podcast, mm-hmm. with their episode 7, part 7 of the Damnation crossover, where they review the fantastic Iron Fist issue 78. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Inner Demons then following up with their episode 22 of their own pod, uh, part 9 of the Demnation qu- uh, crossover, their one-shot with Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. They're the ones that reviewed uh, Damnation 3 as well, if you haven't checked that out. Mm-hmm. Defenders TV podcast have been covering the Doctor Strange uh, tie-ins, yeah. as well as I believe they opened Damnation review with issue 1. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Um, and just a small a little note as well, just for um, the listeners out there, um, just to, due to schedules as well, um, just just keep an eye out on these podcasts as to when they come out. Uh, not necessarily immediately after the release of the comics as well. Uh, it's just you know I guess um, uh, life and uh, life commitments uh, and, and schedule, scheduling won't necessarily mean that they come out straight after release. But please do keep your eye out uh, on their podcast and for the latest episodes to drop. Um, also to help you with that. Um, I'll put in the show notes. We have a a web page on our blog uh, blog site. Um, it's a Damnation podcast crossover schedule. So that will give you all the um, the reviews up to date, links to all the reviews up to date, um, as well as a schedule showing which podcasts will cover which issue. So, as mentioned, uh, this will be part part eight of the Damnation crossover. Um, so the next one will be from Inner Demons Part 9, and uh, yeah, and I think it just kind of rotates. Um, I think the Defenders are in there with a fair few. We've only got one more, Connor, after this, so th- this is just flown yeah. by. Yeah. Um, so yeah, please uh, make sure to keep, keep your eye out on that as well so you're up to date with all the upcoming episodes. Um, and finally, Connor, I guess um, just a little thing on I Am Your Target Demographic. Ah, yes, I Am Your Target Demographic is a fantastic uh, YouTube channel uh, who is, once again, part of our collective. Mm-hmm. Um, they do their plenty of their own shows, their own coverage, plenty of stuff on culture and comics, around mm-hmm. comics, you know, adaptations, just plenty of research on comics and yeah. great discussion. Yeah. They've also been hosting some fun, almost Q&A-type questions with uh, the rest of us in the collection. Uh, collection? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Uh, you know, sort of bouncing questions off of us and, you know, getting our some ideas out there and hopefully furthering our listenership for all the podcasts maybe you aren't checking out within the collective. So check out I Am Your Target Demographic on YouTube and if you go to our website, mm-hmm. um, uh, com, we've got a tab with the, every, everyone in the collective there. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, I think for this episode as well, I'll, I'll tag in a, a, um, a link to I'm Your Target Demographic. Really fun stuff. Um, for the collective year, they release uh, videos once a week uh, asking all members of the collective um, particular questions. And uh, so this next batch is, is pretty fun. So um, make sure you check that out if you can. Right. Well, we are nearing the end of this episode, Connor. Um, just quickly, I'll uh, I'll just wrap this last bit up. You can obviously find us on email at moonnightpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have our blog site at intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com. That will include uh, all our show notes and our episode summary, but also all our bare bones scripts as well. Um, also, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash itkmoonnight. That is our page and our group, which has been very successful in inter- interacting with like-minded Moonlight fans, is facebook.com slash groups slash into the night. Uh, also on Twitter, um, we have a presence there with at itkmoonnight, uh, as well as um, on Instagram, Tumblr, and YouTube. Uh, it's just easy if you search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Finally, as well, um, we have a podcast page, so it has all our, um, our podcasts there available to download, and that's on our Libsyn uh, website, which is intothenight.libsyn.com. So just go there, and you can um, see an archive of all our episodes up to date. Um, finally, of course, all good podcast catches. Uh, we're all on there. Please check us out or tell those that you want to to check us out as well. <laughs> um, okay, Connor. Well, that's um, that's it for this episode. Um, yeah. Are you how how uh, are you have you got <laughs> have you got more issues to cover uh, this this weekend or what's it like with your comic book stash? Yes, my pull list is going ham. I am buying way too many a week, uh, but uh, sadly they're all so good. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll probably log off and get straight back into that. Yeah, oh, look, I've, I've got to say as well, uh, one Mr. Connor Stevens as well has actually sent me a copy of The Underwater Welder by Jeff Lemire, so thanks so much, Connor. Uh, like a, a hardcover version, I can't wait to get into that. Um, any, anything by Lemire is, is gold, so... I just wanted Spread to shout that out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? Spread the gospel of Lemire. Read the gospel of Lemire. Yeah, but no, I just wanted to say cheers, man. That was uh, really, really nice. Um, so, yeah, I've got plenty of reading to do as well. Right. Well, having said that, I guess um, I guess we just uh, we leave it as it is. And um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to this uh episode which we've crossed the one hour mark so <laughs> hopefully you're finding time for us and uh plenty of the other amazing podcasts running about yeah and, uh, once again thanks to rebecca and chad yes for being so great on the episode Absolutely. i wasn't there for yep and uh as we always say may conchu watch over the denizens of the night catch you later yeah Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.